You are about to receive messages that may be harmful to your mental state. Your sense of reality will be questioned. Your view on things will be altered. You are now part of the Meta. The Meta controls everything. The Meta determines what will and will not happen. You are watching the Meta Show. And it's fucked up. Unbelievable. Hold on a second. I had this right, and and we're, we're starting the show off all fucked up. This is frustrating. <laughs> Here we go. To the correct show. Everything is fucked up. <laughs> Nothing works. Everything is broken. <laughs> this is fine. It's Welcome fine. to the meta show, everybody. I'm Brisk Rupal. The Matani is not here. I have some very bad news for everyone. He spun so hard during the last show, he flew out of his chair and hit the wall, and he can't do the show this week. So he's not with us. So instead, I had to get Merkel Chen and Anominate and Mind One to come on so Karma Fleet could take over the meta show today. And I would like to say, for the record, this is the first time in the history of EVE Online that we have Innominate live on camera for the masses. We made this happen just for you. Hi, everybody. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Yep. Nam, how's it feel to be on camera live, like actually here? Um, I don't know. You've been trying to get me to do it for a long time now. Uh, so we, we finally got you to do it. And got a green screen, and we're ready to go. This is great. So, all right. Why are, why is everything on fire? Well, if you guys watch any of the other shows, if you watch Trash Talk Tuesday, or if you watched Open Comms last night and heard Villy and Redline and Blazing Bunny and the guys come on, this, this what we're sitting in is apparently the Imperium right now. Everything is dying. The entire world is on fire. We're all about to lose our space. We can't do anything about it. The world is a giant shit show. But this is fine. Everything's fine. Don't worry. We're going to be okay. Right? No. No, we're fine. Guys, this was a joke. We're having fun. We're, let's do the real show now. Here we go. And we're back to a bunch of completely broken shit. <laughs> because the buttons are not working the way that they're supposed to. Let me switch to the right one. Jesus Christ. All right. So, Mittens is not here. We don't have any standards anymore, so we're going to completely blow everything up. I uh, I was going to do a product placement later in the show for Elgato Stream Deck, but because it's fucked me twice today, I'm not going to do it anymore. <laughs> so, all right, ladies I and gentlemen, here we go. We are back. We are live. This is a Fireside Edition of the Meta Show. Uh, because Mittens is not available today, he is in the process of moving, uh, we decided to do a fireside show. So we have Merkle Chen here, we've got Nom Nom, and we have everybody's favorite DJ from Karma Fleet, Mind One, because we like to get Mind on every single show we possibly can, because he's the man. So thank Thanks you for, for joining me. us. Thanks for having me, man. What, are, you doing? what are we doing tonight on, uh, on Saturday Night's Forum? Have you got anything lined up yet? Uh, I mean, I usually go in blind and uh, and then just rage out 
uh, and uh, wreck shit. That's usually how I handle that, the situation. That, that's never a bad thing. That's always a good thing. <laughs> so. Do you guys ever have to like pick up the pieces on Sunday? I, I find myself in that situation quite a bit where I come downstairs. Sometimes I don't even make it upstairs. I get halfway there and just fall asleep on a couch or something <laughs> like that. And then other times I come down to like my desk in the basement on Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon, if I'm being honest here. And it's just like, there's a half a bag of Doritos on the floor. Um, I've got 15 empty beer cans and I'm, I'm trying to remember who was here helping me drink all of these. It's sort of like, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's various stages of alarming every Sunday morning. Yeah. I, I rarely, uh, I've never look forward to walking into my office on Sunday. <laughs> It's it's tough because what what I tend to get on Sunday mornings is my wife will take a picture of all the beer bottles and bourbon bottles that are in my trash can in my office, and then try to shame me with them the next day to be like, "You had fun last night, didn't you, dear?" And I'm like, "Yeah, thanks for taking the trash out." Because no, uh, no, I'm, you know, I don't want to have to do that. I'm usually hiding things like I'm, I'll shove all the cans and bottles of liquor that are empty now in the trash and then like take a napkin and put over the top. Like nobody's going to look under there. It's going to be fine. It's funny that you should mention that back in my college days, when I was in a fraternity, we had this pledge that lived in the house where I lived. And um, he had like this very strong teetotaler type stance um and one time sure as shit and and this obviously was not this was my fraternity i was the president so we were not like that um but he was more than welcome to stay anyway one time i caught him taking out the trash and he was taking out a bag of trash that was almost completely empty and in it was a a, a literal milk carton and and somebody i i don't even remember what forensic detective was like we should go investigate the trash <laughs> but someone went into it and it was totally full of like wine coolers or something like that and this mother effer was lying to us like all the time i don't know it was the weirdest thing ever that's what it made me think of like he was cleaning up his dirty diapers so we didn't find out exactly right <laughs> This is where I threw all my sex toys I had to throw out. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, gentlemen, as you all know, in NullSec, we have been in, engaged in a great war over the last two weeks. Um, we, have got, we have been accused, and I know you're not going to believe this, we have been accused by some people of spinning. That's, that's, I can't, I know, I know, right? Us, the meta show, propaganda. Ah, uh, that's just that doesn't that doesn't smell right. So this week we're going to give you the straight dope of what happened, and basically what happened this week was we had a couple of fights, we had a lot of shit posting on Reddit, we had a lot of uh, groups going out and fighting and bringing giant fleets and then other groups standing down, and we lost one iHub I think. So there you go. I think I think that's that's the that's the way the war has gone this week. Uh, let me run down just basically to, to be to be fair to everybody. There's been a lot of skirmishing this week. In it lost a major fight. Uh, I think it was Tuesday night. We lost about 40 carriers. Uh, the bad guys were able to to get the drop on us in in uh, in LTAC A. It was a good fight. I was not there. I caught the tail end of it because I'm not kidding. I took a nap and I missed the ping. So I guess that saved me a carrier, which is nice. Uh, but that was probably the biggest fight so far, at least cap-wise, of the war, and we came out on the losing side of that. So 
good job to Horde and good job to NC Dot and the rest. I think Test had five guys in interceptors there, but they took all the credit for it, as to be expected. <laughs> uh, and then, in addition to that, uh, there was another big fight last night. I wish Asher was here so he could tell us the, the fun that happened last night. Uh, but to make a long story short, uh, as I understand it, and if any of you guys were there, you can correct me on my facts if I'm wrong. Uh, this was an XZ tack. It was an IHUB timer. Uh, Tess was able to kill the IHUB while Asher had Pro God Legend and a fleet completely trapped in a POS for two hours. And they sat there and bubbled the hell out of it and watched them and laughed at them and shit posted on Reddit. And then Pro God used the old, uh, I'm going to change the password and pop everybody out of the uh, POS trick which I, I haven't seen in a while. That was kind of exciting. That was like old school, you know, last last war type stuff. Uh, and they were able to to uh, to fly right out of there and and, and get out. So the, the most important news last night was we lost an IHUB in period basis and Test was very, very good at running away, which I think uh, uh, I think was pretty funny. So, and, and the fact that this morning on Reddit, the biggest story was pro god moonwalking out that's great i love it uh, stories about guys running away that's eve online i mean that's got to be the most fun part right were either of you two there there were any of you guys in that fight i was yeah listen tell this me is a, the thing. tell me how did it feel to watch them get away last night Mark? listen um i'm the realist here i don't do spin very well it's just not my style uh we somehow managed to hit the trifecta of losing the objective, losing the Iskwar, letting the fleet sneak away on us. So this was a colossal clusterfuck. Um, you're going to have those once in a while. I guess if you have to have one, maybe get out of the way early and maybe have it over an objective that's not, it wasn't like the one DQ I hub. So I'm always trying to look for the silver lining. That maybe is the silver lining. And my God, we lost to add a fourth um, onto it. We we lost the posting war on Reddit. I mean, it's it's over, Johnny. Um, if you're reading this it's message, you, you're already <laughs> dead. You know. Um, so it is what it is. I thought. Look, it's fun. It was funny because last night we were on, uh, you know, on the Meta Show and I, on the Meta Show on, the, on Open Comms, and I was laughing because I saw that we had PGL trapped and everything. And Billy came on the show for a little while, and then he left. And then the after show came at like 11.30 that night, the after show came on. And then all of a sudden, all of the NC Dot and Test guys that like to come on the show flooded into TeamSpeak and started talking. And I was like, all right, great. So what happened? You know, Obviously, you guys are here to gloat. So what happened? And Billy was very pleased that uh, that they were able to get out and, and, and everything kind of made me laugh. So... Uh, anyway, so this this week I have to say the war is going pretty well for for the test guys for Legacy and those and those guys they're having fun. I think frankly, if you look at the back and forth of the fights, uh, it's it's been you know one day we do well, one day the next day they do well, and it's back and forth. We save we save the uh, the KVN gate at one point one 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 percent, and and then uh, two days later they come back and ref it again, and then they, there's another fight we lose a bunch of of carriers, and next day they lose a bunch of munins and. You know, it's back and forth and back and forth. But that's war. This is war. This is the soft war. It's a grind. It's a marathon. And everybody who thought that two weeks in we'd have anybody any any kind of an idea where we were going to be, they didn't. They've never. Uh, they've never really done this, right? Nam, is this how how yeah. things were last time? I mean, how's I, is this compared got, to? You, you hit the keyword there. I mean, this is a marathon. 
Right. Like the uh, the winner here is not who wins the most fleet fights. It's not who wins the most objectives. The winner here is who gives up, who stops fighting first. Exactly. It's, it's that simple. Do you remember how it went in the beginning of the Casino War? Was it like this? Was it this slow? Or, or No, or... no, it was... Um, the, well, the Casino War actually kicked off um, ha- actually have nothing not having nothing to do with Goon Swarm. Right. It was sort of uh, poking at uh, space monkeys who kind of immediately collapsed and then that became the opening that caused everything to start to snowball. We were so losing space so fast that it we had like a nosebleed. It was absolutely fucked up and then it mm-hmm. was unmitigated disaster. This invasion in comparison seems like it's in slow motion. I don't say that as, as a, like a, some dispersion on the invaders or anything like that. This is a lot different situation. The borders are significantly more drawn down and we have the benefit of having citadels uh, this time. We also right. had that little thing last time around where uh, super capitals were had a major pass over right while this was going on so our entire super cap fleet was full of old school drones and and had like non-capital plates on them and shit like that so they were totally useless um Mm -hmm. at a time where i i to be honest i don't know if we would have used them anyway uh we were in a pretty bad spot sort of stuck in a corner um but it's a pretty different situation you do have um the same disparity of numbers that's what i'm noticing as sort of a space administrator i'm not much of an fc myself i'm always paying don't attention sell to- yourself short we have a lot of <laughs> fun know, with you on saturday nights i know it's true i mean i i have done a fleet every single saturday for the last four and a half years but i still don't consider myself an fc so um the, the numbers are really similar though. Uh, we're, we're looking, I, I saw a D scan at some point the other day, there were 621 munins in a system. And I was asking how many of those were ours. And I think 125 mm-hmm. were, um, so you you're bueno, that's that, that is not a pathway to, to easy victory. Um, you're just put in a situation where I think if you're us and you're doing it the way we're doing, you're trying to dig the moat, as deep as possible you're trying to build the walls as high as possible and at the same time you're trying to torch the crops behind enemy lines as much as you possibly can um and at that point it's it's not really up to you um i know you know you ever see like one of those movies where there's like a medieval battle going on and it's basically just both sides sprinting at each other as hard as they possibly can and they just ram together battles didn't really look like that there was a lot more like teasing it out in the beginning where like people with long weapons would be poking at each other trying to sort of create some dent in the enemy line we're kind of at that part of this fight you know we're being probed we're doing some retrograde probing and we're we'll see where it takes us retrograde probing somebody <laughs> needs to somebody needs to, 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 to clip that because i'm definitely going to see that in the morning all right so i'm looking at i'm looking at at the map here and seeing exactly what has changed hands um in a while and you know, uh, if you think about it this way, this is a Sov war. Both sides have said they're not going to stop until the other side has lost all their space. So in, in reality, what that means is that PanFam has, has, has uh, you know, basically committed to clearing Init and Friends out of Fountain, clearing us out of Fountain and, 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 and out of Quirius. And then the same is, would be said for Test and Legacy and those guys and and I mean, basically, the whole blue donut is, is going to clear Delve out. So, so far, it's been two weeks. It's been two weeks. We have seen a total of five iHubs 
change five, five, five of them in Fountain. Only one of them in a system that is really, I could, I would say, is really a key system that they can definitely use. We've seen one TCU in Quirius, our little friend, the Brave Toaster, that could. Uh, somebody didn't get him the memo that nobody gives a shit about TCUs. They don't matter. They're just flags. And he should have been on the iHub. Uh, and then the iHub in period basis, the one in, uh, in Exitech, which is right on the border. Um, the five in Fountain, ITAC C, that was Goons, went to NC Dot. MTAC K went from Goons to Horde. AC2 went from Init to Horde. PNQ went from Init to Horde. YRN is, it also went from Init to Horde. That's like the big one because that's like right next door. That's within jump range of IGE, and they can probably get around the system better with that one. So that's like the only place where there's really been a whole hell of a lot of of movement. But even then, it's five iHubs in a system with, you know, 20 or 30 of them minimum. I have to look at the number of of of, of planets or, you know, in in systems in, in Fountain, but I don't have it off the top of my head. So anyway, we're not we're not seeing a lot of progress. It's kind of we're kind of just sitting here. And then there's the back and forth you know, we take out a fleet, they take out a fleet. Every day they're skirmishing. Uh, but we haven't seen the kind of knockdown, drag out battles that I think we're all looking for. Uh, there hasn't been a Titan fight yet. In fact, every every Titan that has been lost was on the PanFam side, and they were all on move ops. I mean, two of those PanFam won't even claim were theirs because they were former Init guys that had joined Horde and got caught moving. So they wanted to act like that. Those were our losses. No, they're near alliance. Uh, but we've had back and forth. I mean, the same refing of the same structures, the same refing of the same jump bridges. Did you guys think the jump bridges were going to be as big a deal as they have been? Because that was the one thing I was surprised about. That seems to be like the main content driver during the, the, this war so far. Less timers on those. It, it only makes sense. If you're going to hit a high power structure, you're going to be coming back several times. Uh, jump bridge is something that a smaller group of people can fuck up and it can really sort of create calamity. I've heard it on our side. It certainly happens on the other side as well. Say you've got a reinforcement fleet that's coming in. Um, suddenly the FC of that fleet may not have been keeping up really granularly with what's going on in the conflict, doesn't real, realize a jump gate has been reinforced. Now the reinforcements that were 90 seconds away are, you know, 300 seconds away. And that makes all the difference. It's it's kind of interesting though. I, I've been kind of watching the chat. We're lucky enough today to be joined what seems like by a significant number of folks who are not in the Imperium and we're happy to have you of course. Um, but even even if this is an existential threat to you know our, our coalition, our fellowship of friends, uh, I don't think that anyone would trade it for anything. There are these doldrums in EVE where when you're in these big giant blocks, things can get kind of stale and dull. So if what it takes for everybody to go on lots of fleets and for lots of your old friends to come back to the game and lots of fun luminaries from EVE Online to all sort of coalesce in one place is an existential threat to your home, I'll take it, man. It's been a great time. Um, sometimes, you know, when you're really engaging the solve mechanics a lot, um, it, it's hard work, obviously, to keep up with, and it is for both sides. But I don't think anybody's not glad this is happening, uh, regardless of what side you find yourself on. You know, for, a exactly. while, for a while now, people have been clamoring for, well, somebody else should start a war. It's, uh, right. 
They want us to. They want to. And it should turn turn on goons. We should do yeah. that, right? Somebody else should do the hard work of uh, running a war. Not me. Like uh, somebody else should go and make that, create that content for me to go just whore on. It's an awful lot of work too. That's the thing that I think that perhaps if you were on the outside looking in, you might be surprised that each alliance that's involved with a conflict has something between 10 and 100 leadership-ish people putting in full-time hours worth of work just to keep the ball rolling. And then the amount of money, you know, that you have to churn through, through things like ship replacement or... I don't know if you guys have any gabloons in your pockets that you could spare. Um, things like that, you know, <laughs> it, it gets to be very, very costly and sort of difficult to uh, keep the ball rolling. The whole break in it off, like let's let's put some pressure. It's on it's some- it's so adorable. It is so adorable. It's because- the most telegraphed and predictable move imaginable, and we're all sitting here just going, okay, you know, okay, cool. It's, it just makes me laugh because it's like, all right, first of all, one, and I said this last night, people didn't agree with me, but here's the deal. I don't, I don't care if we lose Fountain. I could give a shit. Frankly, I would rather live off somebody's couch and go fight every day like we used to do in, in it than have to do this now. You know, I don't like having to control territory and that kind of stuff, but I don't think we're going to lose it because I think we can fight back and we're having a good time. And I like fighting. It's, it's good. This is the, the, there is nothing more fun, at least as far as I'm concerned, after spending the last three years having to deploy every other every other month to get content to be able to stay in my home system and just go fight somebody and then go home that's just i love it it's great thank you horde thank you nc dot mm-hmm. thank you panfam well i mean well thank you pl all six of you for coming out it's great you know we appreciate that you, that you guys are here and fighting us it's great um so you know for us i don't have a problem with it i'm happy that the content's here we don't have to go anywhere it's great it comes to our doorstep I mean, yes, it sucks when our U.S. time zone, which is not the strongest because we're a, uh, an EU time zone alliance, gets blobbed by like a thousand guys and we can only form 500. Yeah, that sucks. But we're used to fighting. We're used to fighting uh, outnumbered. We do it all the time. So, you know, it's, sometimes we, we will we'll be able to take the fight. Sometimes we can't. Sometimes you guys will come and help us and sometimes we'll come help you. It depends, you know, and that, there's nothing wrong with that. But the, the whole narrative that I see on Reddit, I just have to laugh about it, that you know, goons are... And it's the meat shield for goons. You could just as easily say that Panfam is the meat shield for Tess because there's five IHUBs taken in, in Fountain and there's one in period basis and that's it. And what's Tess that's, doing? I, that's yeah. kind of... Tess pretty much needs Panfam to make this work. Panfam are the ones doing the heavy lifting. Tess are just kind of screwing around in uh, you know period basis. Right. So they're playing games of period basis, and they keep talking, we're doing a two-pronged attack. Well, okay, but if you're going to do a two-front war, you know, more than one front has to actually fight at the same time, right? <laughs> you know, because the whole idea is every, every time that these guys don't coordinate their attacks, and there's a timer in Fountain that there's not a period, I don't want to give them, you know, an idea what the hell to do, but it's like, okay, you know, the whole idea of them fighting us was that we couldn't come down to help you. That hasn't stopped you know, either of us from reinforcing each other when it's necessary. So in the end, okay. Mind, have you got to fight at all? Have you come out at all to any of the fun stuff yet? Yeah. I mean, last night was the the first night I got to join in in a little scrimmage. Uh, and, uh, I had a blast. It's, it's, you know, tough, uh, working and, and trying to get in these fights. You guys are all EUTZ. So 
it's hard for me to jump in, but yeah, last night was a, was a blast. We killed quite a few people. Um, the tie dye was wonderful. Uh, I forgot about how the, how oh, glorious yeah. that was. That's, see, that's the, the worst part for us is I don't, I, I'm pretty sure that the node that Iridia and, and some of those fountain systems on the edge of Losec on is like the one that's still running windows 95, <laughs> you know, it's it's just it's it's always bad and we get tie-dye with like a hundred dudes jumping a gate down there yeah and we don't know when the fights are going to be because it can be any time uh and so we can't ask for reinforcement or anything but man some of the some of those low sec charges do not have a whole lot of you know power behind them so we get stuck in these the, tie-dye fights that's the time. one that's lost under somebody's desk that's been running for <laughs> 10 years and nobody knows what it's actually there for exactly <laughs> So, I, I thought this was a model. There was so quite is, a few people on grid last night. I mean, it was like, uh, there was like a thousand people, uh, on grid last night for that fight. And it was all, I, I showed up, I died, I came back and we killed a bunch of people. It was fun. I, I, I had a blast. And that's all that counts. I mean, look that, at, at the end, somebody said it in chat that the real winner of this war so far has been CCP. And that's true. You know, everybody is engaged. We're all out here fighting. We've got every every week on Meta Show. We've had eight hundred plus, fifteen hundred, two thousand people watching the show. They all want to see what we're going to say next. They all want to see what's going to happen next time, and uh, and it's fun. There you go. Hi, hi, honey. Hi, honey. <laughs> uh, Sorry. It's okay. It's okay that we do lots of fun stuff with with the uh, green screen. I just I'm proud. I have to say I'm proud of you, Merck, because I told you you even knew that today was the laid back fireside Meta Show, and you still dressed up because you're the man. We if you could it. see me from the waist down, it's, <laughs> it's, it's no breathtaking. Pants. I, I walk through like my house. I feel like I, it, I feel like Merck sleeps in a coat and a tie. I, it's like every time I've ever seen him, that's what he's got on. There you go. I I have worked for the man for a very long time, so my stable of of suits is pretty strong. Uh, it's only <laughs> in the last couple of years that I was no longer servile to corporate America, and I was able to sort of set the terms uh, of my uh, uniform for my employment. Let me ask you a question. I'm gonna, I want to turn this around just for a second. Um, so you're in a situation now where the war's been grinding on. I think for two weeks, I saw. Uh, Pro God, we're rebooting it. Hey, phase two, it's phase two. We're ready for phase two. I'm ready for phase two. I hope everybody's ready for it. Um, whatever that would mean. Um, but is there, has there been sort of any marquee event yet? Or are we still at that part where the armies are feeling each other out? Because I, I, I feel like we're still there. Two weeks is a really long time, but it seems like this war is glacial. And that's certainly not a fault of either side. I think it's just a byproduct of the mechanics that you're working with in EVE. You know, you're often beholden to what the game gives you as far as how you can engage, how things work, et cetera. And we're sort of still at that part where we're like, I like you, do you like me? You know, check yes, if so, or, you know, like it's just feeling things out still. I think we're in a place now where we're kind of trying to figure out what war in EVE actually means at this point. Like the, uh, you know, it used to be a matter of war meant taking someone's sob, kicking them out of their space, taking their outposts. Now, I mean, there's more citadels than can be reasonably blown up. Um, TCUs literally don't matter. Even blowing up iHubs is just kind of annoying. Like there's no, there isn't like a 
there isn't a concrete way to take territory or take ground anymore. And so we're all sort of left figuring out, well, what does it mean to actually win this war? Yeah, that's a good point because in the end, I mean, look, the TCU is just a flag, so nobody cares. You know, it doesn't matter who's flying the flag. I mean, maybe there's a there's a, a morale victory there to say, well, we took we took the flag down in your system and we stomped on it. Um, you know, I think the the brave guys got a lot of credit when they did that in, in Fountain. That was their, their their thing. But in the end, it didn't matter in terms of anything, you know, game wise or, or war wise. It wasn't a benefit to them directly. On the IHUB side, all the IHUB does it just it lets you anchor stuff quicker and the and the timers are, are different so you know it's easier to, to, to put something in and, and it's harder to, 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 to stop somebody from putting something down uh, so that matters and you can't you know if you don't have the IHUB then you can't put up sino jammers and stuff like that uh, so at, in the end I mean that's beneficial uh, but but you're right I mean yeah who controls the system if you've got two Fortazars one on each side you know in that system I mean is that is that our space is it their space i mean in the end is it is it how do, how do you make that decision and how do you i mean do you have to clear every single structure out to say that that's now your space because if that's the truth then this war is going to go until we're all 80. Well, you know? i think that also answers the uh your earlier question um why all why is all why is there all the fighting around jump bridges because that really is one of the concrete things that you can do to disrupt the other side that um it can be accomplished in a reasonable amount of time. Um, you know, it is a it is a concrete victory. Like, yep. And I, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I love those fights because you know you can you can knock out the viability of that thing in one go. But they're easy enough that if you blow it up, it's still as long as you control the system, control I have. You just drop another one. And as long as it anchors, then you're fine. It's what we did in D4KU. I mean, they blown up that that that. Uh, the bad guys have blown that one up at least once and we put it right back so it was easy you know and 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 but it still makes it harder and it's still a pain in the ass and for that couple you know hours or day time period yeah you, you got to find a way to get around the systems uh, that you otherwise would have jumped through pretty easily so i mean it is a way to, to annoy people you know and i think the other thing that I, I i've been pleased to see is i think our guys at least on the on the on the goons in it side on the imperium side uh We've been killing a hell of a lot of, of jump freighters in high sec, which makes me happy. Uh, the 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 mini uh, which which what's the group that does all that? That's mini love. Mini love. Yeah, mini love. Mini true is mini true. Yeah, I'm in mini true. That we're we're the propaganda guys. Mini love. They have been kicking ass up in up in high sec, and just the the number of of uh of jump freighters that are dying it's just it makes me it makes it warms the cockles it, of my heart i like it, it really is impressive that every time ccp figures out a new way to kill high set ganking me love figures out a new way to keep doing it anyways <laughs> exactly so i it, saw it takes a it, it takes a ton of work though i i it's it may you know we're all able to laugh at it you know but it's an incredible amount of work to be able to pull that off now so uh i i I respect the game. I don't have it in me to do it. I know every time we've ever gone into high sec, it's turned into a total clusterfuck. <laughs> so I'm glad someone else gets it because I don't. Absolutely not something I want. My one, the audience likes you today. I see they're, that. Yeah, I'm trying to chat good. as much as I can. Yeah, that's good. And Merck, they all want to know what kind of headphones you have on. 
Uh, I am wearing the bows, whatever the hell they're called. I don't know. They're only like $400. It's not a big deal. People. My son has a pair of those. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Why would you say that? It's like a nine-year-old. Yeah, real nice. Real there nice. you go. That was a dirtball move. Are those the ones I'm sorry, you, my uh, friend. Are, the ones, are those the ones you had to buy at the airport? That is, yeah. There's nothing like <laughs> there's nothing like going on an international adventure and your headphones breaking on the uh, layover. Uh, that's that's no good. But you know what? We had already had like six beers, so I didn't flinch at the price. I was just like, boom, boom, got to do take. it. Done. Now, did you get those at a regular store in the airport, or did you get them out of one of the kiosks, the, like the Best Buy kiosks? I got because I bought stuff out of those before. Yeah, I got them from a very dicey-looking fellow who <laughs> was wheeling them around the uh. airport at the time. So I don't know. I'm sure they're legit. I mean, I didn't like. I'm sure. I probably I probably financed like a couple AK-47 somewhere in the world when I bought these, but I try not to think about it. So Thanks the chat is telling me that the D4KU IHUB was uh, was reinforced. Great. Well, how many times has that happened so far? You know, I mean, that's, that's the thing that I think is funny. It's, it's guys like you got to stop crowing about stuff till it happens because you know, so, all right, you ref something. <laughs> okay, great. You know, you're going to have to come back and, and actually finish it off. And half the time, what I've been seeing is, is you get somebody goes out, they ref a structure, they set up a timer and they don't show for it or it's a bad timer, or it's a bad time zone. So they just wait and they do it again. I mean, I, I, how many times have, 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 uh, has a TCAG stuff gotten refed so far? I mean, it's got to be every other day, right? You're not a comp. There's, it's not an accomplishment to reinforce anything, right? If you if you go to try and reinforce something and you fail, that's notable. I mean, that, and, that, <laughs> and that's that the first that, timer is so easy, right? Like like the K, like the KVN jump gate. You know, some people were busting my nuts because I put that that funny meme on Reddit about, oh, you almost had it. You know, oh, it's just a little little quicker next time. But it's funny because. Those were so easy to do, and we saved it with 1% left with a bunch of Titans lancing, which was hilarious. I mean, that's the first time we've anybody's really dropped supers in, in the in the war so far. And it was just it was just funny. I thought it was hilarious. So it was fun to make fun of that. Uh, but some I I'll tell you the other thing. I don't know about you guys. Uh, I love Horde. I love Gobbins. He's my friend. But I'll tell you, some of these Horde guys, they are the saltiest winners I have ever seen. <laughs> they, like, they're not happy when they win. They bitch, and they're still pissy in local when they're winning. I just I, I wish he could do something about that. I wish he could show true leadership and teach his people how to win appropriately. Give me a break, man. <laughs> Come on, Alpha Star. Tell your people. <laughs> Don't be so salty when you win. Yeah. You know what? I I think as a leader person, you oftentimes have to fill the role of being the shoulder to cry on when things are not going well. Uh, But at the same time, I I think when your crew is is doing a decent enough job, maybe chill the fuck out for a minute because it's going to be a long, long war. Um, Right. This is where I feel like Mittens would say something about fucking them to death. So I'm going to insert that right now. Just, just know that it's coming for you. We're paying attention. Test is next. Yeah, we're all next. Mm. Oh, hey, man, let me I'll ask you a question. You. Hey, speaking of, um, speaking of, I, I figured I, I wanted to ask you something. It, I don't even know what got me thinking about this. It, it, 
my wife was telling a story uh, a week or two ago of back when I was like doing wow rating and this is a decade ago and I was getting screamed at by a raid leader and I had it on my speakers. I never did that again after that because she heard how I let people talk to me just because I wanted war glaives or whatever. Um, <laughs> so that, that to me was like an unbelievably cringy gaming moment. So I wanted to ask you guys, maybe think about it for a moment. Do you guys have one like brisk? I know your lovely wife may, may, say that you crashing a ship was a cringy gaming moment for yourself you know like what brisk you first can you think of what was like a terrible and cringy gaming moment that happened to you i'll answer while you're thinking about it i i sent in my first corporation that i was ever in like in eve online i lived in providence at the time I, I remember like I was so impressed with these dudes who looked like they knew what they were doing because I had been just bouncing around high sec totally cluelessly for a long time. So the first time you see any kind of organization, you're like, holy shit, these guys, I'm in the presence of elite gamers right now. So I remember I did like a gate camp with these guys. They showed some proficiency. I sent this dude like this flowery letter <laughs> that was just me sort of falling over myself like you are so good may you please teach me the ways <laughs> of how you camp the Tech m gate in providence i need to know you know so that for me was a very in retrospect cringy moment brisk do you have one that maybe in your eve career or something so all right so this is probably the, i mean besides the getting banned thing because that's that's the obvious <laughs> oh my god you know, <laughs> that's a good one right besides the getting banned thing because that's too easy uh i think i think the cringiest moment i really had and th this was this I, I i i still look back at myself like i'm a freaking idiot um and i might have i think i've told the story on another show but I, i'll tell it to you guys because it is kind of funny I read one of the, I think it was Tony Gonzalez's Empyrean Age book or one of the Eve fiction books. And I wanted to go see some of the sites in HiSec where, you know, all this stuff happened. It was right after I was, I got elected to the CSM. I want to say it was like June or March or June of 2018. So people knew who I was at that point. And, and I would, you know, I'd go through in an interceptor and people would wave high brisk at me and local and stuff like that. It was nice. So I go up to, I guess it was, it was either ULI or or one of those systems that's really like one, you know, 1.0 high sec, super crazy, you know, uh, uh, high true sec in there with where, where they were going to keep it like a real like eye on you. And I went to go see some of the sites. So I was going to warp to one of these beacons and, and look at it and say, all right, take a little picture, screenshot of me being there and everything. So I go in and I'm, I warp out there and I'm sitting there and then all of a sudden all of these faction police start spawning. And I'm like, I didn't attack anybody. I didn't, I haven't, there's nobody here. It's just me. And the fucking faction police blew me up. And I'm sitting there in my pod like, what the hell just happened? And then I realized I had like negative five sex status and I was in a high sec 1.0 system. So the faction police killed me. And I had no idea. I had, I was completely oblivious to this. So I had this kill mail of me getting killed by the faction police in an interceptor in this like high, yeah, Daddy Daddy so Daddy Deep sold me that crow and I lost it in 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 freaking New Caldera or wherever. And and I'm sitting there like, oh my god, how am I going to explain to people that I have no idea how the fuck high sec works, and 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 got blown up by the fact po because I wasn't paying attention, just because I wanted to go sightsee because I read a stupid book. 
I pour <laughs> my heart and soul out, and you lose an interceptor. Like, but what do you want? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I, I, could, another, I could talk about the losing the Titan, the cringer. Uh, so there, there's another story. You know, I get into I get into Titan. My, my wife lets me get a a Titan for Father's Day. I had I had one already, but I wanted another one. I wanted one on Brisk. We had a new Shield Doctrine. I wanted to get one of the Titans for it. This was back in the days of, you know, get shield titans because we're going to have an armored shield titan fleet that goes off one way. We're going to have a shield titan fleet that goes off another way. And then, uh, so I, I got one. I fitted it out in one DQ. I jumped it up the fountain. And we were dropping titans a lot uh, on, I, I, I don't remember who, I guess it was, I can't remember who it was at this point. I want to say Gangbang Squad or somebody, but I can't remember who it was. Um but I remember waking up, it was like eight o'clock in the morning. I came downstairs. I was going to work from home that day and Pando starts screaming for, uh, for Titans. So I log in both of my Titans, I log in my minnow and my faxes and I'm ready to go. And we mid, but I missed the mid with one of my faxes. So I just left it there and I, I had brisk and, and my other alt Wilsk and, and they were in. And so we we jump in, and then we get the call. We're going to jump the Titans in, and Pano says all Titans go. And I just went and didn't realize I was like one of two shield rags on an armor fleet. So we get, of course, you know, I I get primary. It doesn't hurt that I, you know, you know, CSM dude is in there too, and a Titan on his main. And so they start coming after me. Yes, my wife let me deter. Uh, she had to give me the approval to buy the, the Plex to buy the buy the damn thing. So, anyway, I jump it in and I just we just melt it. I, I melt it, and the guys are like, "Brisk, you really should start refitting to to armor if you haven't done it already." I'm like, "But I already doomsdayed somebody. I got a weapons timer. I can't refit anything." And so I, that was that was my Titan loss, and that was very cringy. And I wrote a funny uh, thing for Reddit for it to to commemorate that. But I, I lose ships you. all the time, so it's hard to, hard to say cringy stuff for losing ships. I mean. Pinecones kills my widow, and then they kill my Draugr and my Phoenix, and all the other kind of stuff. I, I lose stuff all the time. That's so, how you crashed your ship. Um, and right. honestly, I, I was going to ask. I was going to ask mine one and a nominate, but you have used double the time. That <laughs> well, we have time. We got fifteen minutes. So. We can do whatever we want. Nom nom. What's your cringiest yeah. moment? Tell us. Man, no, um, you got to go to him last. Seriously. All right, fine, right fine, fine, fine. Mine, <laughs> mine one. Cringiest I've, moment. I actually have a pretty cringy moment. Uh, I. Most of my Eve career consists of ratting, you know, every, you know, it's just kind of what I do. And, uh, so I'm in an Ishtar that, uh, I've, I've fitted to try and defend myself because I'm tired of running, uh, like a little bee. And actually, uh, I had something Merck said, he was like, you know, uh, I don't, I don't run away. Like I fight, you know, whenever I'm, when I'm out and I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to do the same. I'm going to fight no matter what. So I'm, I'm in my Ishtar, I'm ratting away. I'm at work, by the way, also. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I hear, uh, I hear the alarms go off. I tab back into the game and I've gotten dropped on by a, a Cinnaball. And I, it's a good fight back and forth. I hit the ADC. I send the drones. He almost gets me. I'm overheating everything. I'm like feeling it real proud of myself at this moment because I'm in it. You know, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing the thing and it's, and it's going well. And I blow him up. And I'm super hyped about it. I can't scream and yell like I would at home because I'm at work at my desk. And so I start in chat, just typing, just all sorts of winner salt in the chat. Get effed, get shit on, you know. 
all the while, uh, not realizing that all of my stuff was still cycling overheated. And, um, a couple of seconds later I was killed by rats because everything had uh, burnt out and, uh, yeah. Worth it. Totally worth there it. There you go. Died, worth- hey, yeah. you won. It, it doesn't count if the NPCs <laughs> kill you. That's well, fine. then, but then I get, so the, I, I go to discord and, uh, already my kill mail is in the discord. Uh, and they're like, what, what happened here? <laughs> Cause they could see what I had just done. And I was, it was super funny. You're still a winner in my book, man. Don't <laughs> hey, you worry. I suck at Eve, man, but I can, I can, uh, I can play some music, you know. You like it? Nah. Uh, I would definitely have to say the whole Rayonar thing. Um, that's where we blew up a blue Titan, um, accusing him of being a spy, and that proved to not be the case. Um, I think, in retrospect, uh, what was mostly terrible about it is that we had pretty sketchy information that he was a spy and really we just wanted to shoot a blue too much. And like what has, what's not really public about that whole thing is that when we did start talking about it in public, we had to go through this whole ridiculous parallel construction scheme because we couldn't admit publicly or didn't want to admit publicly that the Intel we were actually acting on was a uh, spy. (laughs) <laughs> the spy threw you off and told you somebody else was a spy and you blew somebody up. Exactly. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Our spy was wildly wrong and we acted on intel that we shouldn't have just because we just wanted to shoot a blue. How often yeah, does that happen? Did, how his, often his do you guys we did find replace that, his Titan. But how often does it happen where you where you figure out later that somebody you thought was a spy was not a spy? Does that happen um, a lot? pretty unusual um especially like the that whole event is a big part of why i do what i do in the imperium now because i have been there and i've made my mistakes i've learned my lessons and so uh we make a we do a lot of less of we make a lot fewer mistakes along those lines today very good all right ladies and gentlemen we have 10 minutes left we wanted to do something different today we want to do something fun on the show and Mark and Nam and I were, were doing our production meeting because when Mittens is not around, then we do the production meeting. And we thought it would be funny or fun if we were to do some product shilling for stuff that we like, that we want you guys to buy uh, because we enjoy it and we think you would enjoy it too. And we thought we would round out the show with some product placement type things. So I thought I thought this was kind of amusing. And it's not me undies. I'm sorry, Satis. <laughs> I know you want us to do that, but no. Uh, so I thought I'd let Merck, did you want to lead off with yours and I'll put it up on the screen? We'll Thank do our you. little fun thing at the end of the show. I am more than happy to lead off with this one. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are on the top half of the planet Earth, it's summertime. It's hot as hell outside. You need, you look like you need a refreshing beverage. Why not try a Kona Big Wave Ale. There it is. Boom. Golden ale. It's a can full of aloha, right? Okay, so this is the thing. If you guys know me, if you've ever flown on my fleets, you know that Bud Light Lime was the currency that I traded in for a long time. Years! It was just my thing. Bud Light Lime was like Gatorade in the summertime for me. So, big wave we were at. Um, we were su- we were in Vegas at the Yard House or something like that. They didn't have Bud Light Lime. Guy was like, try one of these instead. 
I've probably drank like 75 12 packs of that since then my local grocery store now carries it they didn't before um (laughs) so i highly highly recommend if you're a beer snob if you're not a beer snob if you're the kind of person that loves like a stout or something super dark this one's not going to be for you if you're looking for something super refreshing i hate to use the word like like a corona or a land <laughs> shark maybe something like that this will be completely in your wheelhouse uh super super good and the beauty of it is and i've proven this before myself you can drink like 15 of these things and live to fight another day so give it a try if you haven't um it's become sort of a karma fleet meme at this point we take pictures of our big waves and and sort of show them to each other um it sort of led to a big waveception on Discord the other day. I, I think Chris may have an image for that. Maybe I have to find. I have to. I don't have it ready to go. But yeah, we had right, like right. five different people taking pictures of their big wave in front of the other people's pictures of their big wave. Yeah, I'm not surprised, fun. frankly, that the picture isn't available. Sort of the IT side of this show has been a clusterfuck. So I today we have blown. <laughs> I, like I'm telling you, with, without Mittens here to tell me what to do. We, I just, yeah. I, I, it, everything fell, fell, fell apart, fell to shit. Yeah, I, so. I, I see uh, DJN mentioning Spotted Cow, that's uh, New Glarus or however you produce it. The, the, the problem with Spotted Cow is that brewery does not like to make money, so they don't sell it anywhere outside of shit-kicking Wisconsin. So go ahead and import that to the rest of the free world. We would love to have some Spotted Cow, uh, my man. But uh, for now, big wave, golden ale. Give it a go. All right, Nam, you want to go next? Yeah, the uh, so I'm even going like the the uh, standing desks have become a thing. They're awesome, and there's one company called Autonomous that they build and sell them directly, and you can get a motorized standing desk for like 500 bucks. They are completely affordable. They're fucking fantastic. Um, it is great to, you know, I work from home. So during the day when I'm working, I am, I have my desk up, I'm standing. <laughs> and when I'm done, I just push a button and I sit my ass down. Like that's my, that's my work and home modes. They're, this thing's fucking fantastic. Um, Merck can speak for this. He owns one as well. Um, I am definitely going to shill a referral link that uh, <laughs> is interested. will actually get you a discount. Nice. I when I, I bring people in and I'm like step into my office and I hit the button and my desk starts to lower and it's very like <laughs> Bond villain and then I sit down I'm like all right so you're probably wondering why I brought you here it's because I wanted you to see my desk move it's very cool <laughs> so I I totally get it all right so my mine is a little more Eve related so if you if you know me and if you have seen any pictures of my office besides you know the ones obviously you can't see it because the green screen i have spaceship models everywhere i have them everywhere i have an entire row of all the starships enterprise i've got a bunch of other ones i got star trek ones i got all kinds of stuff i want more eve ones and i had been bitching i bitched on csm 13 about why can't we get ship models I bitched constantly every time anybody would listen to me that they are leave, that CCP was leaving money on the table by not getting us ship models. And they finally cut a deal with a great, great company called Mixed Dimensions that is doing a ton of EVE ships. 
and they're all relatively inexpensive. And when I say inexpensive, I'm talking like I have a I have a wooden ship model in my office that my cat keeps trying to eat that was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And these ship models they start at like sixty bucks, and the, the most expensive one is ninety nine ninety nine. And I think they're great. They've just announced the Rifter is out. They've got the Naga. They've got Taluses. They've got Magnates. They've got Tornadoes. There's other ones. There's a, a, a an Oracle that's not on the screen there. And I have the I've Oracle. Got, Nam's got the Oracle. I've got my Talos right here because we used to fly this in our heavy snatch fleets, and I love I love the Talos. I don't get to fly it nearly as much, but it is pretty cool, and I love I love the detail. This thing, and not only that. It's 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 it looks good and it's solid because I'll tell you, I drop this thing like all the time when I'm playing with it because <laughs> I like to I like to fly it around. See, there's the Oracle, and and Nam's got the Oracle one and it's pretty badass. So I love I love these models. They're the the best. Mixeddimensions.com. Check those out. Uh, they are pretty damn cool. And I mean, it takes a little while to get them here. The company's based in Jordan. Um, and, and they, they fulfill the stuff, you know, as, as it gets come in. So when you order it, they're making it for you. So it's almost custom, but it comes in a cool box and it's just really cool. So I really like those. I think they're great. Yeah. It's, you can't really tell just looking at the pictures, but like they have, a, they have some heft to them. They are, they are high. They're heavy. Yeah, models. absolutely. It's not, it's not like the little rifter, you know, uh, that CCP put out with the, uh, the USBs in it. This right. thing's pretty heavy. So the, my cool. only my only uh, question is the the ships that they initially chose for the first round don't make a whole lot of sense to me. <laughs> well, the only I would one have... that makes sense there is the Rifter. Yeah, the Rifter is is like iconic, so I can yeah. understand why they did that. I think some of these, I think it was just this is the easiest ones that they could get the 3D models to make it look good. Um, but I want a Roke. I want a I want a Raven. Obviously, yeah. you know, I'd like to get bigger ones that are titan sized or something like that at some point hopefully the more that people buy these uh the the, the better that they are the, the website is mixeddimensions.com let me get you a link uh and I, I will get you a link while mind one is telling uh telling us about uh, uh his stream because he's going to show his stream right so go for yeah it. let me let me get an ishtar and a megatron on that I, I don't know who we need to talk to to make that happen yeah, but we gotta that's do what's that. gonna happen <laughs> those are the best and ships in the game by the way uh um I just ordered the Rifter, by the way. Nice. Yeah. So my product is I get to I get to shamelessly plug it myself. Um, <laughs> most of you guys know uh, I am Karma Fleet's official DJ. So if you guys are looking for music and tunes, we do uh, music streams on Wednesdays and Saturdays. And if you are looking for some top-notch, high-caliber, high-skill, grade-A gameplay then you better watch someone else because that's not going to happen on my stream. But if you want to come in and have there a good time go. uh, doing other things, I, I we play games, I play Eve sometimes, and uh, we do that throughout the rest of the week. But uh, that's it. That's my plug. It's twitch.tv forward slash mind one. That's good. All right. So this is a fireside edition. We're just kind of chilling out. Uh, there's one last thing I want to show you guys because it's kind of funny. My wife's going to yell at me for doing this, but I don't care. Um, 2020 is a fucked up year. A lot of fucked up things have happened in 2020. We've had the global pandemic. We had wildfires. We've had no baseball. We have a giant war that test is starting. Who would have thought that? And 
I thought I, I didn't think this this year could get any. I mean, hell, I even got it reelected to CSM. It's a weird year. I can't, I can't, you know, put into words how surprised I was to find what I found this morning when I went outside into my backyard. So I have some pictures here because I think it's funny. So we have a lot of trees in my backyard. It's it's a nice backyard. It's pretty big. The dog likes to go out there. We had a dead tree when we moved in five or six years ago. We had it cut down. So there's a big giant stump out there. And I like to stand on the stump because then I can make jokes about, hey, I'm a politician on the stump. Because that's what we say when we're giving speeches. But the stump is is starting to degrade and it's got a lot of like fungus and stuff growing out of it. So <laughs> this morning I go out there and my wife says, you need to come over here and see this. I said, okay. So I walk over and this is what I saw growing out of, of the stump. Yeah. So, uh, so it's 2020 and tree stumps are growing genitalia. Uh, it, it kind of freaks me out. And here's another, here's a closer picture of it. I mean, I mean, look at this, this, this is just, I, I just, I couldn't believe that this was out there. Is this allowed on Twitch? I don't know. It's, it's a mushroom. <laughs> It's it's a fungus. It's even got a little friend at the bottom, like a little guy, like coming out next to it. That's that's the tickler. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, but I mean, I mean, this gives all new meaning to the phrase "mushroom stamp." You know, but is it, this is it bad yard. that I'm kind of is it bad that I'm kind of jealous of this tree stump right now? I mean, it's it's freaking me out. Like the, this 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 stump. It's it. And, and just to prove, and just so you guys, because I know there are going to be some conspiracy assholes out there saying, this didn't happen. Brisk found these pictures on the internet. This is all bullshit. Nope. That's totally legit. It's me. This is my backyard. <laughs> there it is. There you go. So, that was that was it. The meta show ends on the penis, penis fungus tree stomp joke. <laughs> um, we've had fun today. We had we had we had some had some crazy stuff going on, you know. I'll, I'll throw the old screen up. It says hopefully it works if I do it this time. It did. We're back in in the this is fine edition. Uh, I got nothing else. Have you guys got anything? Any any parting words before we get out of here and 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 try to forget that this ever happened? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for asking. First and foremost, don't ever put the pictures on front of my portrait on the stream. Try to find like another side of the window. So I, I know, I know. It's, it, it, that that part really people. bothers me. Second of all, I noticed at the beginning, the graphics said Mitani and Brisk Rubal. I'm not the Mitani. I'd like that to be corrected if I'm ever coming back. All right. Um, okay. All right. I got that too. All right. Third, when we simultaneously lose the objective, the ISK war, and the fleet that we're camping in, let's just not spin that. That was a shitty night. It is what it is. <laughs> like, these, these things happen, right? I mean, it is. It, it sort of is what it is. We'll take that one on the chin. We'll learn from it. We'll do better next time, or at least we'll try. Um, thank you so much for having me. I felt like we had a bunch of people join us that were not members of the Imperium today. Most of them talking shit like chumps in chat but hey we're happy to have you clusterfuck idiots here anyway so we do appreciate it um you know it was a fun show i do totally agree now nah. eh, good time i'm always fun to come on the show we appreciate having you my one thank you for joining us yeah no problem man you're Thanks like the professional i feel like a schmuck whenever we stream with you because you're so much better <laughs> at it than we are it's no it's all it's all smoke and mirrors buddy smoke and mirrors you like it. 
All right, everybody. Thank you all. This was uh, the Meta Show. This was our Fireside uh, This Is Fine edition for the second week of World War B. I'm Brisk Ball. I'm joined by Merkel Chen and Amin and Mind One, Pinecones Delenda Est, and you stay classy, New Eden.